Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Vaccine mandates, that is what the White House wants you to be focusing on. Don't worry about the Americans stranded behind enemy lines. Don't worry about the fact that the Taliban's now giving us red line deadlines, that if you're not out by the date we tell you to get out by, that there's going to be hell to pay, August the 31st. Look at the date right now. We're days away from that, and there's no way that we're going to get all the Americans out. But hey, we need you to be freaking out over another issue. We need you to be freaking out about COVID-19. That is what we need you to be freaking out over. The White House coming out and telling you it's time to get on board. And now Joe Biden is calling on the private sector to impose vaccine mandates because he knows he can't do it because it's unconstitutional. But he says since the Moderna, the Pfizer or whatever vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine that just got FDA approval is official. Now it's time to mandate vaccines. And all this, by the way, being done because the president does not want to talk about Afghanistan. Don't look over there. Look over here. need to move faster. As I mentioned before, I've imposed... By the way, isn't it interesting that the president just said we need to move faster on vaccines, not on getting Americans out of Afghanistan? No, no, no. He has never said we need to move faster to get Americans out of Afghanistan that are in harm's way, that are that are being attacked and beaten in the streets. They're being killed at the airport. No, we, we that's not something he said yet about American evacuations. What he has said is what you just heard there. We need to move faster on vaccines. That's what we need to move faster on. Vaccination requirements that will reach millions of Americans. Today, I'm calling on more country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that will reach millions more people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader, 
who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Do what I did last month. Require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements. And as I said last week, vaccination requirements have been around for decades. Students, healthcare professionals, our troops are typically required to receive vaccination to prevent everything from polio to smallpox, measles, mumps, rubella. By the way, you want to think funny? They're still not requiring vaccines at the White House for the staff, just so you know. So he's demanding that the private sector do something that he knows he can't even do at his own damn White House. Just put that in perspective here. Bella. In fact, the reason most people in America don't worry about polio, smallpox, measles, mumps, and rubella today is because of vaccines. It only makes sense to require a vaccine to stop the spread of COVID-19. With today's FDA full approval, there's another good reason to get vaccinated. So please get vaccinated now. If you go to... I love this, right? I'm calling on the private sector companies to impose vaccine mandates. That's right. I need you to do it now. And if you want to know what the media is doing to help cover for this, they're getting off Afghanistan too. Yesterday, they were crying over what's happening in Afghanistan. But by golly, today... CNN is going back to Donald Trump. Former Republican South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford went on CNN today to tell you that his party needs to support a full investigation of January 6th insurrection of the Capitol and that Donald Trump committed treason on January the 6th. The 1-6 committee seeks phone records from some Congress members now. This is what they're doing over at CNN now. Like, all right, we cover the Taliban killing Americans and attacking them for the last couple of days. But you know what? We got to get back to the real problem in America, Donald Trump. Yes, let's give Joe Biden some cover, guys. This is starting to look bad for him. Let, let's 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 go back to January 6th insurrection. There's a real insurrection in Afghanistan, fake one in America, but let's go back to it and let's say Donald Trump is treasonous. Republican governor and congressman from South Carolina, Mark Sanford, has a message for his party. Ignore what happened on January 6th at their own peril and the peril of the country. Sanford writes in a new book, the president of the United States should not be given a pass on sedition and treason. Common sense tells me if it swims, quacks, and walks like a duck, it's a duck. And therefore, what looks, sounds, and feels like sedition to me is sedition. I think the president's acts were sedition, and I think we are terribly mistaken in looking the other way and pretending this does not matter. Uh, Mark Sanford joining us now, former Republican governor and congressman from South Carolina, who's... By the way, this is the guy that was like, what was he, hiking in the hills in some random country with his girlfriend? Remember that? Yeah, and then lied about it. Oops, never mind, just kidding. Now this is what New Day did today. Out of all the news going on right now, the Pentagon giving updates on Afghan evacuations, the president, we're now being told, it might possibly be paying the Taliban money to not kill Americans at the airport is what we're being told. And a private meeting... With the Taliban and the CIA director meeting, meeting secretly with top Taliban leaders saying, all right, Taliban, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to know? And, and this is the interview CNN did this morning. Yes, that Donald Trump committed treason. Former, this is their headline, insurrection investigation. Former GOP representative says Trump committed treason on January the 6th. This is what CNN is focusing on today. This is why I say they're the communist Chinese news network. They're not covering Biden right now on purpose because they're realizing it's getting too bad for him. It's too damaging if they tell the story of what's really happening. So instead, go find an old Republican hack who's a disgraced politician in Mark Sanford. Tell him to come on and talk about how 
Trump committed treason on January the 6th. And let's do a six-minute segment. Look, two roads diverged, a second chance for the Republican Party, the conservative movement, the nation, and ourselves is out today. Um, okay, first I want to ask you, you just heard Whitney Wiles reporting there that they're going to be seeking the phone records of members of Congress. How do you think Republicans should handle this? I love this, right? We're now now talking about cell phone records, folks. Yes, let's no, let's let's not actually get Americans out. And this is Congress now doing this. Democrats doing this now. Let's not put all hands on deck to get Americans out of Afghanistan. Instead, let's go after and subpoena phone records from members of Congress, your colleagues, to see what happened on January the 6th, which was not an insurrection. What just happened in Afghanistan is an insurrection, you idiots. Joe Biden, by the way, telling the private sector, you better get vaccinated and you better force people to get vaccinated. This is this is this is the president of the United States of America. This is the media right now. You have the biggest foreign policy failure of our lifetime happening, and they're pulling a disgraced former GOP congressman on TV to talk about January the sixth and, and and quote insurrection. Are you kidding me? Welcome to journalism at the Communist Chinese News Network. This is what it looks like when you're putting propaganda on TV and say the actual news that people should be hearing about on purpose to try to save Joe Biden, because this is about saving Joe Biden. That's all this is about. Tell me which story is a more important story this morning on 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 CNN. Seriously, Biden CIA chief secretly flying in the middle of the night to meet with a top Taliban leader in Kabul ahead of the August 31st deadline to evacuate citizens where the, where, where the Taliban has said now it's a thin red line for us. And we may just start indiscriminately blowing away American citizens if you don't get everybody out in, in six, seven days. Or Mark Sanford writing a damn book saying Donald Trump committed treason on January the 6th. No one gives a crap. Yep, CNN went with that one for six minutes long. This is the, this is the crap that Brianna Keeler and the propaganda that the liberal media is putting out there right now to try to save Joe Biden from what he has done in this country right now. It is disgusting. And if you want to know how stupid our American leaders are, let's just look at the Pentagon, for example. The Pentagon can't even answer a basic question about weaponry in the hands of al-Qaeda or ISIS or even the Taliban. But CNN wants you to know this morning, well, Donald Trump really is what you should be focusing about this morning. This guy was treasonous January the 6th. What? I mean, we're going we're gonna to subpoena phone records of congressmen, too. That's what they're focusing on the Democratic Party this morning. That is literally what they are focusing on this morning. Getting phone records from back in January of Congress members to try to make you not pay attention to them leaving Americans behind. The Pentagon even said, by the way, several days to remove troops and equipment that we have in Afghanistan, even after we get people out. But they also said there is no plan to extend our stay past the 31st. So what are you going to do, just leave the equipment behind? Or are you just going to leave a bunch of Americans behind or both? Because this president is, is obsessed with psychotically being deranged as an old man who's, who's dealing with dementia or whatever the hell is going on with him. And he can't admit that he's, this is a bad decision. He's screwing up. Nope, got to leave by the 31st. I'm having that damn press conference. I'm going to look at you and tell you that I was right. And this is my legacy. And I've always been right. And I'm always going to be right. And I got us out on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I'm having that press conference at all costs. I don't care how many American lives it costs. 
You want to know about the weaponry? You know, your, your, the weapons you paid for? U.S. Department of Defense, Pentagon, this is what they said about the weapons. They don't even know how many weapons the, the, the left had, how many weapons the Taliban has. Al-Qaeda, ISIS, have no idea, no clue at all, no idea. But, but you know what? That Donald Trump guy, that's what we should be focusing on today. Effort to tally up the number of U.S. weapons and equipment that are now under Taliban control. And is there any program to mitigate this problem through destruction or confiscating them back, taking them back? Yeah, Mike, we, I mean, we talked about this uh, before. I don't have an exact inventory of what uh, equipment the, that the Afghans had at their disposal that, that now... Uh, might be at risk. Obviously, uh, we don't want to see any um, any weapons or systems uh, that uh, to fall into hands uh, uh, of people that that uh, that would use them in such a way to that that to uh, to harm our interests or those of our uh, our partners and allies. I mean, uh, we have a vested interest, obviously, in in, in not wanting that to happen. Um, but I don't have any policy solutions for you today uh, about uh, how we would uh, or could address that going forward. I would remind you, though, Mike, that an awful lot of equipment, weapons, resources uh, were drawn down even in the last uh, years and months of the previous administration as President Trump decided to move down to a, a force of 2,500. So there was a lot of retrograde of things uh, up to that point. And then after the president's decision in mid-April uh, to complete this drawdown, albeit on an extended timeline, uh, a very, and we've talked about this too, the very big part of the retrograde was uh, the disposition of weapons and equipment and systems and vehicles. Some of them were destroyed. Some of them were uh, brought uh, back home. Some of them were uh, deploy, redeployed in, into the region, and yes, some were turned over to the Afghans. Uh, and uh, we're, we're working through right now to try to get a better sense of, of what that would look like, but I don't have any uh, specific solutions for you in terms of uh, what, what, we're, what, we're, what we can or, or will do going forward on this. Then uh, to the degree, well, I'll leave it at that. So they have no plans to stop any of this. They have no plans to get the weapons back. They have no plans to do any of it. Doesn't matter. Right? Really, I mean, really, it, it actually doesn't matter. Just this is what it is, folks. This is what we do. This is how we roll. We make up things. We leave Americans behind. You know, the Pentagon says, well, aircraft are leaving every 45 minutes. That's what they want you to believe right now. That's not what we're seeing on the ground. That's not even close to what we're seeing on the ground. We're seeing the complete opposite of that on the ground. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Just keep believing it. This is propaganda at the highest level. Keep believing what we're telling you to believe. Keep believing and trusting us as we tell you these things. Because we promise you, right? We promise you. That we're on top of things. And our congressmen are on top of things. Really? What are they focused on today? They're focused on January the 6th and what they call an insurrection. No. What's happening in Afghanistan is an actual insurrection, you idiots. What are they focus on? We're focusing on subpoena cell phone records of Congress people. Harassing them. Not the Taliban. Not harassing the Taliban. No, 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 no. We're harassing Donald Trump now. We're still obsessed with Donald Trump because we, we believe that's going to poll well. 
Now, you know, here's our secret playbook here. If we combine that with Joe Biden calling on the private sector to force people to get vaccinated, now we have a recipe to get the Afghan story off of the TV screens because we know the media supports us on these vaccines and we know they'll cover that. Today I'm calling on more country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that'll reach millions more people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Require it, folks. Require it. This is how we get back the narrative. We'll tell people you got to require this. We'll tell them to mandate vaccines, require vaccines. This will do it. This is what we need. This is how we pull this off. Just say it over and over and over and over again, and we will win this thing. Approval ratings down. Don't worry about it. We'll get it back up. Talk about vaccines. We know that polls well with people. Fearmonger people on vaccines. We know that polls well. Tell people that they're un-American if they don't get a vaccine. We know that polls well. Right? We're only alienating Trump supporters, so who cares? And let's go after him for insurrection on January the 6th. Let's combine those two, and that'll solidify our base, because this is about 50 plus 1%. Remember, all you need is 50 plus 1% to keep power. That's it. So let's go out there and demonize Trump supporters. Let's irritate them on vaccine mandates. Let's divide the country because that's how we gain power. And that and then we won't lose our base on Afghanistan. If we can get people fired up again to hate Trump and fired up again on the vaccines and get in line like sheep and do what we tell them to do and blame all of their problems on the evil Trump supporters who are trying to kill you by not getting a vaccine, we'll get our approval rating back up where we need it. They're not stupid, folks. Okay. They, they are not dumb. They understand. They really do. They get it. They understand how to polarize the country, how to divide. Now all we need to do is throw some Black Lives Matter and Tifa crap in there, and we've got the trifecta. Don't think they're not looking for another headline of some sort of shooting out there that they can go after police, because they're hoping that comes real soon. They're hoping there's something they can get outraged over with BLM. Because if you can get the trifecta, then you can get Afghanistan off the, off the TV screen. And if you want to know, you know, there's going to be people that are going to criticize me today. I understand that. They're going to say, well, Ben, you can do two things at once. I'm not saying you can't. But what I am saying is that we should be intellectually honest enough to understand this. This administration is prioritizing max vaccine mandates over American citizens whose lives are going to be taken from them at the hand of al-Qaeda and ISIS. They have done more press conferences in the last two weeks since all this hit the fan on vaccines and COVID than on Afghanistan. Go check. I'm right. If you don't think they're trying to politicize, enforce, and mandate crap, you are not paying attention. Everybody knows what's happening over there is a disaster. It's just how do you take away from that disaster? There was a heartbreaking message from an American mom in Afghanistan. Showed just how bad the crisis is. This is what she had to say to Fox News. Our president, who um, 
make the process of evacuation faster of uh, people like me, our fellow citizens, and uh, people who uh, helped our uh, troops on the ground. And uh, we are devastated, but we're scared for our lives. Every moment that a car passes by, I feel that they're gonna pull in and execute us. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna see my children again. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to see my children again. That is an American mother in Afghanistan begging the president to get her out. What does the president do? Let's have a press conference and tell you we need to mandate vaccines in the private sector. Do it now. What's the president doing? And or what are, what are your, your your congressmen and senators doing? They're they're harassing and subpoenaing congressmen and that they work with to get their phone records for January the sixth. Something that happened. Fine. You want to investigate in the past? Cool. Do it later. Not now. While we've got Afghanistan going on, hit the damn pause button. Hit the pause button for a moment, and focus on getting people out by. August the 31st, where otherwise the Taliban says it's a red line, you morons. If you don't think, okay, if you don't think that the Taliban has been testing us for the last two weeks to see just how weak we are, then you don't understand how the Taliban works. I'll give you an example of what's now being told. After the CIA chief met with the Taliban, we were told apparently that we're out of time. The Taliban says they are going to ban Afghans from the Kabul airport after refusing to extend the withdrawal deadline amid fears of an all-out war. The Taliban says they have banned Afghans from the Kabul airport after refusing to extend the withdrawal deadline amid mounting fears of an all-out war. The Taliban spokesman said no evacuation flights from Afghanistan will be allowed after August 31st and warned any delay would shatter the uneasy truce at the airport and risk slipping back into war. So I guess we're just going to leave a bunch of Americans behind because we know now there's no way we can get them all out by August the 31st. Taliban spokesman at a press conference making it clear America's not in charge. We are. Thousands are being airlifted from the Taliban seized capital every day. But UK ministers have admitted not everyone will make it out before the cutoff. Taliban chiefs have previously warned there will be consequences if the Western forces cross the red line and don't leave on time. Taliban spokesman confirmed at a press conference today, quote, August 31st is the time given. And after that, it's something that is against the agreement. Quote, all people should be removed prior to that date. After that, we do not allow them. It will not be allowed in our country. We will take a different stance. Taliban said Afghan nationals will no longer be allowed to go to the Kabul airport and warn the terror groups are not in favor of letting Afghans leave the country. So in other words, if we hadn't gotten you out yet and you're one of these Afghans that helped Americans, you're screwed. Sorry, you're going to die. That's what they're telling you. Violence, by the way, has started to grip the airport following the Taliban's rapid takeover of the country. At least 21 people now have been killed in crushes, falls, and shootings at the airport since August the 14th. It's the last 10 days, 11 days. As troops are now racing to rescue foreign nationals and Afghan allies. Taliban said crowds at the airport should go home and insisted their security would be guaranteed if they did. Sure, okay, I believe you. The hardline Islamic group said that thousands of Afghans crowd into the airport 
in the hope of boarding flights had nothing to fear and should return to their normal lives, and there is no danger to them. Meanwhile, they're out in the streets killing women. Yeah, killing men and beheading people right now. No big deal. There's nothing to fear. They shot a woman point blank in the head for not having a burqa on yesterday. No big deal. Taliban also urged the U.S. to not to encourage highly skilled people to leave the war-torn country. They said the U.S. should not be removing our doctors, engineers, our educated elite from the country. According to a translation on Sky News, the Taliban said, quote, we need these people in the country. We do not want them out of the country to work in their institutions. Britain Armed Forces Minister had warned that Kabul would turn into a war zone if the U.S. and British forces go against the Taliban's wishes. Meanwhile, the Taliban claimed there is no list of people targeted for reprisals, despite reports of Taliban death squads pulling people from their homes and executing them as they hunt for anyone who helped the U.S. and the U.K. We have forgotten everything in the past, the Taliban said, apparently, at the meeting of the U.S. Sure, right. Okay, we believe you. Now, the CIA meeting that happened between the CIA director and the Taliban leader in Kabul on Monday has a lot of people angry because we didn't give them any warnings. We just said to them, tell us what you want. And there are even now rumors from the intelligence community that we're actually paying the Taliban for safety or to not kill Americans at least up until the 31st of August. Leaders of the G7 countries, Britain, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United States are due to meet virtually later to discuss the crisis. Don't worry, Joe Biden wants you to put your mask on and He's really focused on mass mandates and focused on vaccine mandates by private employers. That's what he wants you to be focused on today, not getting Americans out, okay? Remember, if you can just get 50 plus 1% of Americans back here, everything's good, and that's what Joe Biden's trying to do today. Remember, Donald Trump's evil. Trump's poor are evil. They're trying to kill you, and, and vaccines are something that my side believes in, and mandates are something giving up rights or something that my team believes in, so let's go back to that. Maybe that'll get my approval rating back up. Today, I'm calling on more country, more companies, I should say, in the private sector to step up with vaccine requirements that will reach millions more people. If you're a business leader, a nonprofit leader, a state or local leader who has been waiting for full FDA approval to require vaccinations, I call on you now to do that. Require it. Do what I did last month. Require your employees to get vaccinated or face strict requirements. There it is. That's that's how we margin. That's how we separate. That's how we gain power. This is what we do. This is Joe Biden. This is what is happening right now in this country. This is what he wants you to believe. I'm calling on the private sector impose vaccine mandates. I'm not saying anything about Afghanistan. I got more. I got I, I got more problems with with covid than than Afghanistan. So just listen to me when I tell you this. This is the ball game. This is it. I I don't even know what else to say at this point. This man has no idea what's going on in this country. You know, the Pentagon also got busted lying today. They said they were getting thousands of Americans out of Afghanistan. The question's been asked over and again, well, what's your definition of thousands at 2,000, 3,000? And how many are left? We're being told that there's 18 thousand people waiting on the tarmac right now to be airlifted out and listen to the pentagon just flat out lying to you about how many americans were getting out process i'm sure you had like three other ones that i yeah, forgot no, the americans the general at one point told us that 2500 had gotten out 
What is your assessment now as to the number that the, the that have gotten out of Afghanistan, and do you think you can get all of them out? I think I answered the second part of that. For I think I think we I think uh, for all Americans who want to leave, uh, the State Department is working very hard to contact them, and and we are getting them out every day. Um, uh, and and that that's not going to change. Uh, I, I'm and I, I understand the question about the specific detail. I would just tell you that several thousand we know several thousand uh, americans have been safely evacuated from afghanistan i understand that's not the degree of specificity that you want but that is as far as i'm going to be able to go today several thousand and to include i would you know se several hundred just yesterday were able uh, to get onto uh, the airport for follow-on transportation so, so we got 30 40 50,000 people there we don't even know the number you can't even tell us the number but you want us to get excited about yesterday like hey we had several hundred people we got several hundred people that have gotten out of there, so you should be you you should be fired up about this. This goes back to to Jen Psaki, by the way, at the White House. You look at Jen Psaki at the White House, and she got really angry with a reporter yesterday. She got angry that there was a reporter who decided to ask her a tough question about evacuations, and this reporter. Uh, asked a simple question about like, hey, are we not leaving Americans behind? Are they not being abandoned? Now, she didn't get mad, okay? She didn't get mad that Americans are being stranded. She got mad she, got a, she had to answer a question about it in saying, how dare you? Now, we know that Americans are being stranded. We know that if they leave by the 31st, they're going to be dead. And Jen Psaki basically said, it's irresponsible. How dare you claim Americans are stranded in Afghanistan while thousands are still there stranded in Afghanistan. By pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are. They're not? I just played for you a woman who says she's stranded. You, you, you've told Americans don't go to the airport because every gate is locked and ISIS is there. And you want us to believe that Americans are not stranded and you want me to you want to lecture us saying it's irresponsible to claim that they are stranded? Well, they are. What I mean, what else would you call this before getting these Americans who are now stranded? Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. Right I'm now. just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. Stand. That's not what the Pentagon said today, and that's not what the Taliban has said, and that's not what you've said. You said, look, there may be some people that get, you know, left there. It's it's tough. Like, we're trying to get out of there quickly. Private sector team organizing flights out of Afghanistan is even blasting the Biden administration for standing in the way, saying, quote, this is a massive blank up. It's morally reprehensible. A team assisting the Afghan evacuation effort by coordinating privately chartered flights out of the country for American citizens and foreign nationals is exonerating, is attacking the Biden administration for impeding its efforts. The operation jump-started by a Washington-based lobbyist and former Republican Congress and Navy SEAL Scott Taylor 
uses donor funds to arrange flights from Kabul to nearby countries for roughly the cost that commercial airlines were charging before the U.S. military withdrawal. It aims to help vulnerable Americans and Afghanis who worked with the U.S. trapped inside the country to get out of the country before the 31st. What they say is happening right now, the administration has no clue what's going on the, on the ground. They say it's morally reprehensible. It's been the U.S. private sector who has stepped in to save the blood and treasure the Biden administration is leaving behind. He called the lack of support from the Biden administration frustrating and a massive blank up. I can't get a hold of anybody. I understand that our country may be trying to control everything or maintain it, but it's got but it's doing so. They're impeding things and people are desperate. And people are going to die. People will die. The longer this goes out, it's just going to happen. White House says, don't worry, we'll get everybody out. Well, at least what we can by the 31st. This is how little they value your life. But, but, private sector day, focus. Private sector, know that you need to do this today. You need to mandate the vaccine. That is what we're focused on at the White House. Screw the Americans in Afghanistan left behind. Get the vaccine. Get it. I say it again. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. Okay, make sure you share the podcast. Please tell your family and friends about the podcast. Share it with your family and friends so they can hear everything that the media is covering up today while they're covering all the other stupid crap going on in the world. Make sure you cover it, and I'll leave it at that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.